Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Norby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Rachel Mellon and Shirley Moon. Rachel Mellon was 13 years old in 1996. She was a seventh grader at Ward Middle School in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Rachel was an honor student and her favorite subject was science. She also enjoyed recycling and nature. She lived with her mother, Amy, and stepfather, Vincent Mellon. Bolingbrook is a suburb of Chicago with a population of roughly 74,000. Rachel's biological father, Jeff Skemp, lived in Dallas, Texas. He and Rachel's mother separated when Rachel was a toddler. On January 31st, 1996, Rachel stayed home from school with a sore throat. Her stepfather stated that they played some video games before he took the dog for a walk. He last saw Rachel taking a nap in her bedroom, wrapped in a blue blanket. Vincent took their dog for a walk at 2.30. He left the door unlocked when he left. The walk took longer than normal because their dog, a German Shepherd, slipped out of its collar and chased a rabbit. As a result, Vincent was gone for about 30 minutes, but he didn't realize that Rachel was gone until hours later. This part isn't clear. One article said that it wasn't until Rachel's mom got home from work and went to wake her for dinner when they realized she was gone. Another article stated that Vincent said a younger sibling was the one that noticed she was missing. Either way, Rachel was reported missing around 5 p.m. on January 31st. Police found no evidence of foul play or forced entry. Two pillows and the blue blanket that she was sleeping with were missing. It was January in Illinois, and the wind chills, the wind chills were brutal that day, but all of her winter clothes were still in the house. Her purse and Walkman were also left behind. An extensive search of the area found no signs of Rachel. One thing that I found odd... That was in just one of the articles that I read. Her biological father, Jeff Skemp, said that on the day that she disappeared, Rachel called his mother. He said that this was out of the ordinary because Rachel was not allowed to speak to her grandmother. That's all that was said about it. It's unclear why she called, if she actually spoke to the grandmother or not, and why she wasn't allowed to speak to her in the first place. Rachel had run away a year before her disappearance. She was going to stay at a friend's house but she returned home shortly after she left. Authorities do not believe she ran away this time. Rachel kept a diary, which police read after she disappeared. About a month before she went missing, she wrote that her stepfather had kissed her and touched her inappropriately. Authorities believe that a foul play was involved with Rachel's disappearance. Vincent Mellon was considered a suspect for years. When she disappeared, he had scratches on his body that he said came from working on his car. He had a long history of domestic violence, and he failed parts of a lie detector test in relation to Rachel's disappearance. In January 2000, police picked up Vincent and held him for nine hours. They served him with a warrant ordering him to surrender saliva, blood, and hair samples as part of a first-degree murder investigation. Four days later, Amy and Vincent Mellon were brought before a grand jury, but the police have never revealed what prompted them to pull the Mellons in front of the grand jury or what technical advances brought these developments to light. 
Her father, Jeff Skimp, keeps his phone number listed in directories in case Rachel needs to reach out, but he also believes that she was met with foul play. Amy and Vincent Mellon moved away from Bolingbroke sometime in 1996. There have been no arrests in Rachel's disappearance, and it has now been investigated as a homicide. There is a $10,000 reward for anyone with information that leads to the arrest and charges against those involved in her disappearance. Rachel Mellon was 13 years old in 1996. She would be 38 now. She is described as Asian, 5 feet tall, 60 to 80 pounds. She has black hair and hazel eyes. It was noted that she may appear to be of Italian or Greek descent. Rachel has a mole on the upper left side of her lip. Her ears are pierced. She was last seen wearing a pink sweater or sweatshirt, yellow sweatpants, and red house slippers. She may use the last name Skemp, and some agencies refer to her as Rachel Mellon Skemp. Rachel's hair was cut short at the time of her disappearance, but she often wore it shoulder length. If you have any information about the disappearance of Rachel Mellon, please call the Bolingbroke Police Department Investigations Division at 630-226-8620. And that's all that there is. Ah, so upsetting. Um, I couldn't find anywhere if what they found in her diary was ever looked into or if that was even made public about you know what happened with that information it would be, or, the, it would be part of the reason that, that he, they were looking at Vincent right. because she stated that he yeah. didn't know it was in there right or he would have hidden it or I mean it would have been right though it's a large city and it's upsetting because the idea of Let's say exactly what she said happened, and then she gets sick, and he stays at home with her. Yeah. What happened that day? Right. What really happened that day? Right. We don't know. We don't know. Only he and Rachel really know what happened that day. Yeah. And so he took the dog for a walk at 2.30, so hypothetically he came home at 3, roughly. And then the mom came home like 5, 5.30, and in between there... I don't know. He had, it sounded like he had told law enforcement that he had discovered that she was missing. I don't know. It was it was very odd because there were so many different stories as far as when did, she was did, actually did you found. even yeah did you even know that she was missing when you got back? Was she not discovered to be missing until five o'clock when the mom got home? Like what was the? I don't know. I don't know. And there's no proof that he took the dog for a walk. That is all conjecture. I mean, that's all his... That's his, what he stated. He stated. Mm-hmm. And, um... Because we don't know what happened that day. Right. It was 1996. Um, yeah. And he had scratches. Mm-hmm. Which... There would be probably some specific places that you would have scratches if you were working on a car. Right. Your hands, your your forearms, mm-hmm. maybe your shoulder. Yeah. Probably not your face. Probably not. Not your neck. Right. Not your chest. But where were those scratches at? And um, and and if you had a if you had a scratch, it'd be a scratch. Yeah. You wouldn't have scratches. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think so. I mean, I can see getting a scratch working on a vehicle, but right. scratches? Yeah. 
and I think so. There's a couple things that when I think about childhood sexual assault, that you know, at at 13, um, she's just beginning to develop. How long did she have this diary? How long was this diary part of her regular habit? Right. Was she actually being inappropriately touched before? Yeah. Was there things that she just didn't talk about in in the? Was there any? You know, the um, is this because it, just from our work, we know that that it, you don't just you're not just walking along one day and and accidentally sexually assault somebody. That's not how right. it works. It's not how it's done. Um, oftentimes, people that um, are sexual predators find a victim or a victim's mother, right? Develop a relationship. Uh, with the mother, mm -hmm. then the child, and these things are, there are tells all along the way, yeah. and if, if somebody, if somebody has access to that, you know, um, so. Well, and she had run away a year prior. And why had she run away? Right. Right. That was the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. You know, if things were, weren't great at home, or if there were things going on, or. And. Is there, yeah, I just, I, I'm curious about the, um, how long she'd kept that diary. Were there other, were there other, had she always done that? Were there others that were not available or not found or destroyed, whether she did it or somebody else did it? Right. Um, it's just, it's just very telling. And, and, and then, where is this child? Right. One of the good things about today and modern technology that we have, also, I think a lot of this because of has become really very uh, clear during COVID that you know we have a lot of recording devices on our homes, security cameras, doorbell cameras, um, all kinds of things that can catch pieces and parts of right which is now, are now in residential areas where it used to at one time maybe only be in business yeah. sections, you know, security cameras or whatever. And now they're very available and, and, and available everywhere. And yeah, you might what would somebody they have caught? Out. Yeah. What would they have caught? You, you might know? see somebody walking down the sidewalk or right. see a car. Or, 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 or to prove yeah. that he was walking at, you know, down the sidewalk at this time, as he stated, right. uh, with just a dog. Or, or right. he didn't show. Um, it just, the, yeah, I think that modern technology is, is, can be very harmful. Um, it can be used for evil mm -hmm. if it's in those hands, but there's also a lot of good that can come from it that, that unexpected good. Right. So when Shirley Moon was a teenager, she inherited a small piece of land and a red trailer from her grandfather on Route 23 in Canaan, Maine. Canaan Village is in Somerset County in south-central Maine. It has a population of about 2,275 people. It is a quiet suburb located between Skohegan and Pittsfield. It is, a highly wooded, it is highly wooded and has two large lakes in that area. When Shirley was 22, she was sentenced to 10 years in jail with all but four years suspended. It was a clear October morning on a flat stretch of road that Sh when Shirley saw her boyfriend's truck. Her boyfriend was 31-year-old Guy Samuels, who had just minutes before lent his truck 
to 21-year-old Allison Arnold, a neighbor. When Shirley saw the vehicle, she turned around and rammed head-on into the truck. Allison Arnold broke her pelvis, several ribs, and sustained several lacerations in the accident. Shirley also suffered lacerations and lost her right ring finger in the accident. After serving her time, she married Shannon Roy Atwood. Atwood had a criminal history of burglary and theft. He was also charged with aggravated assault on a previous girlfriend. The girlfriend stated that Atwood had threatened to kill her and bury her in an isolated field. In 2006, Shirley was having financial problems. She had inherited the property and a large amount of money from her grandfather, but now she was 35, and the government had placed a lien on her property for back taxes. During that same year, her marriage to Atwood had begun to dissolve. Shirley had moved out, and Atwood was living with his girlfriend, Cheryl Murdoch, of Waterville, Maine. On August 11, 2006, Cheryl's body was found near Burl Hill. Tom Delante, Somerset County Superior Court judge, described the murder as a cold, bloody bashing. Two days later, the police attempted to execute a search warrant at the Route 23 residence. Atwood threatened the police with a bow and arrow and threatened to blow the place up. After the police shut off the propane tank, they arrested Atwood on three counts of criminal threatening, one count of reckless conduct, and two counts of terrorizing. He was sentenced to nine months in jail. After Atwood's arrest, the police began to search for Shirley Moon. She had last been seen by a third party between March 15th and July 17th in 2006. In February 2007, Atwood was charged with Cheryl Murdoch's murder and was sentenced to 55 years in prison. There was not enough evidence at the time to bring charges against Atwood for the disappearance of Shirley Moon. Shirley Teresa Moon Atwood was 35 years old when she was last seen in 2006. She is a Caucasian female with brown hair and green eyes. She stands 5 foot 2 and weighs 105 pounds. She has a tattoo of a heart with leaves on her right shoulder, and she is missing her ring finger on her right hand. If you have any information about Shirley Teresa Moon Atwood, contact the Maine State Police Department at 1-800-452-4664. So nobody was, that seems like a long time from March to July to not have anybody else know where you're at. It's sad. Did her family not live there or it, she wasn't close to them or? You know, she's 35 years old. Yeah. Um, um, she's in a marriage that's dissolving. Right. She might have been. Moving around, the truth is, is that Atwood had, he had a history of, of assault right. against his girlfriend. He, she probably suffered some of that, yeah. may have um, previously, and, um, you know, did she just up and leave? Right. Um, did she, you know... Did she, or was it, there was just an independent, there wasn't an independent verification of anybody seeing her. Sure. And um, it, it makes me sad that, you know, <clears throat> that you could be not missed. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, it, while it wouldn't be uncommon for somebody who 
is potentially being abused to leave, to, you know, up and leave. She'd inherited this property and, you know, while there was a lien on it and there were some issues, it was still her property. Right. And, you know, she could have sold it or... She had a connection to it. Yeah. And it it doesn't sound like there there was a kind of a statement that it didn't seem like it was a big enough... Um, lean or or a big enough amount of money for her to have not attempted to rectify sure, it. Sure, like she or, didn't just skip out on this. Yeah, that that yeah, yeah, it doesn't that didn't seem it just didn't seem like it was that big of a a, a deal. Sure. Or a big of amount of money or whatever, and and um, yeah, but it's uh. And it's a small town. I mean, very small town. Uh, the 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 towns that it's near. So it was a suburb of Skohegan and Pittsfield. I've never heard of Skohegan or Pittsfield, so I can't imagine that they're huge. Right. But um, that I'm not real versed in in you know the towns in Maine. But um, if she did, she just up and leave. Yeah. And. And, you know, the family's not talking. They're not talking. They're not sharing that. I mean, that's a, that's a hopeful wish. Right. Right. But he had already killed, he, he killed, he killed Cheryl Murdoch. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and... Um, and he had threatened a previous girlfriend. He had threatened and assaulted a previous girlfriend. And, you know, who else, you know, along the way... Right. Um, it, though it sounds like she was, um, Shirley Moon was not a big woman, but I would say she was feisty. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she, um, so what does that, does that mean? That one, I think it means that she could have been strong enough to up and leave a situation that, that, you know, just disappear. Right. That she, she had enough, she was done. Gumption that she could have and would have. Um, yeah. However, at, at she wasn't very big, mm-hmm. and she couldn't have fought him. Wouldn't, she couldn't have fought against him. Right. Um, and he already had it. It's just he's he's the obvious suspect. But, you know, maybe there's some hope somewhere that he's in prison for 55 years. Yeah. He's, he's going, if he gets out ever, and I, I just, for a murder charge, I can't imagine they let people out just willy-nilly for that, but hopefully she's somewhere else living her best life. It's just, it's just such a sad story because she, she was so young and she had so much going on. Like there was so much that happened in such a short amount of time. And then to have this be the last page, all that we know, right. You know, and yeah, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking because then he has this horrible past and this history of abuse and well we hope that that's not what happened to her. It's it doesn't leave us with any other other uh, considerations, right? You know, um, and why would she leave if she had this property and she had some um, some money from her grandfather? You know, if she could have taken care of the land, she could have sold the land if it was a big issue. She could have. However, you know, in, in, in that situation, there's, so whether it's a, a small piece of land with a, a little red trailer on it, 
or a mansion. Yeah. If you're suffering from physical, you know, verbal, emotional abuse, nothing is more valuable than peace. Right. You know, that then that mm -hmm. feel then that that idea that you don't have to always look behind you yeah. or be afraid or walking on eggshells or the idea that um and it doesn't and, and even though this that land would have been she inherited it from her grandfather, it had emotional value to her. Mm -hmm. If if she was suffering from uh, abuse, and I think that I think that we can assume that she was suffering from physical abuse, yeah. and and you know the um, I feel like you know emotional abuse is if you're going to physically abuse somebody, it's easy to emotionally abuse somebody, mm -hmm. absolutely to verbally abuse somebody, yep. and so so she was if she was suffering. I think you could walk away mm -hmm. from all of it. Yeah. I think people have walked away from their entire family, yep. their children. Um, yeah. And I think it can be done. Mm -hmm. And I think, but I, th I think it's hopeful that that's what she did because yeah. I don't know that she could have. I. It would be a ho very hopeful thing. And that her family has kept it secret all these years. That, that she's alive and well someplace else, doing something else under okay. a different name. But We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. My distraction this week are notes that kids have left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it there's it kind of misses something because you can't actually see the note. Yes. You know, and so you have course, to imagine it. misspelled words and backwards letters and you have to imagine uh, yeah. that written with your left hand. <laughs> right, right, right. So this is from Ava. Dad, I told you please don't shave the cats, and you did. You knew how sad I was last time, so why did you do it? Therefore, I will not speak to you. It said love, Ava, but then she crossed out love and wrote hate. Oh, <laughs> Ava. <laughs> yeah, she's serious. She's serious, and that little girl can express herself. She made yes. it very clear. She does. I said. And this one, this one's from Owen, and it's very hard to read, but it says, You go buy my Legos today, or you're fired, Mommy. Love, Owen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brutal. You're or fired. You're fired. Um, okay, so this one, there's an explanation. A parent refused to write a note to the violin teacher, so the kid did it. And again, none of these words are spelled right. Riley is quitting violin for professional reasons. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking up gaming. <laughs> Of what would a kid, little kid, birds, angry birds. <laughs> angry birds. He's going to yeah. be a professional angry bird player. <laughs> professional. He can't, he, can't, <laughs> he can't be bothered with violin. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but I bet that the beginning stages of violin playing <laughs> would be brutal for oh, the recipient. Painful. And the player. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. The only thing worse would be recorder lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are, I think that they'd probably be pretty close to the same painfulness. <laughs> Dear Brody, Mrs. P made me write this note. All I want to say is sorry for not being sorry, because I try to feel sorry, but I don't. Liam. <laughs> I think the point was missed. <laughs> I, think, I think so. I think so. You apologize now for what you did. I'm sorry that I got caught is basically what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I have to write this note saying I'm sorry, because I'm not sorry. <laughs> that is honestly how I feel most of the time when I have to say sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that what I said was mean, and um, and I'm more sorry that I'm not sorry about that. <laughs> right, right. You deserved it. Nanner, <laughs> nanner. This one also has an explanation. Found a note my little sister left my parents when she was a kid. I guess I was too bossy for her. Dear Mama and Daddy, I'm probably running away to live with Shari or Regan or Claire. It's because of Liam. He is so mean and bossy. Well, bye. Love, Aaron. P.S. If I don't run away, I'm never talking again. Ever. Wasn't Liam in two of those? <laughs> he two was. I don't think it's the same yeah, Liam. I think it might have been. I'm just saying, I don't know for sure. Wasn't Liam the one that wasn't sorry about the note? Yes. Yeah, it was probably Liam. Yeah. Oldest child. They have issues. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, this one's from Rachel. Sean, I'm breaking up with you. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. That was three months ago. Oh. You need to get it together or you will never get married. And that would be sad. You should get married. Just not to me. Rachel. I want to know her age. <laughs> she must be young because there's there's a lot of words that are misspelled. Oh, my God. I love that so like much. Like get is spelled G-I-T. Oh, my God. <laughs> you haven't spoken to me for three months. Yeah. Did, did, you should did get married, look, just not to me. No. <laughs> uh, and did, did, did he look at her? I mean, I, I when you're like six, seven, eight, I don't yeah. know really what dating looks like then. It probably looks like this. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you you ask somebody to go out with you, and they say yes, and then that's it forever. <laughs> right. You never talk to each other. You never look at each other. Huh. Dear mom, thank you so much. It actually says thank yo so much. Thank you so much for being my mom. If I had a different mom, I would punch her in the face and go find you. Love, Brooke. Where's Hallmark when you need it? <laughs> I mean, is there anything that's more? I would punch her in the face. <laughs> I hope I better brothers Liam. I'm just saying so. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, uh, my five-year-old daughter brought this brought me this note quote from her kindergarten teacher. Matt and Steph, on Monday, no school. Thank you. <laughs> like it was from her kindergarten teacher, but she wrote it. Like you wouldn't, couldn't tell. No, I mean it's... I mean kindergarten. I mean, it's oh, clearly a clearly teacher's letter. Clearly professional. Yep. It was professionally punctuated. <laughs> it was. Blue pen, white paper. <laughs> um, I don't know who this is who this She's is not going to grow up to be a criminal. I mean, I think that's clear. Right, right, right. I love you so much, and thank you for feeding me so I won't die. Sincere. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know who it's from. Well, I mean, from all of us to our mothers. <laughs> oh, right, right. Thank you so I didn't die. <laughs> when your kid has more drama in her life than you do. I once had a boyfriend. I broke up with him. I wish I did not. 
And honey, in a couple of years, you're gonna you're gonna cheer yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he didn't talk to you for three months. Right. Right. I mean. Right. You can't keep that going. <laughs> can't carry the whole burden. Dear Bree, I am so sorry I ate your hair. You are a good friend. From Gannon. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I know. I know. I don't know. I'm sure that there's a really good backstory to that. I don't think so. <laughs> this is the last one. Again, this is another note that a child wrote pretending to be a teacher. Mr. and Mrs. Walker... There will be no school this week, so Colin can stay home and play video games. From Mrs. Teague, I am the teacher. <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. Well, a teacher wouldn't lie. Uh, they wouldn't lie. When they're identifying themselves as a the teacher. Right. This is real. <laughs> this is real. I am the teacher. <laughs> Katie, I'm very pleased with myself. Okay. I found a great distraction for okay. this week. I'm, I'm really, I mean, it's good. Good. So these are ridiculous comic book characters. Okay. Um, okay. I've never. Do we know what they did? Or what well, they did? I have a little bit of information okay. about okay. that. Maybe not a lot. And sure. some of them are very clear by their name <laughs> sure. who they are. So um, I can't say I'm a huge comic book fan. I, yeah, I've never been. But Marvel comics and all mm -hmm. those things, those things have now become movies. And yeah. I, I, I can, I've seen a movie yeah. and a couple. And so, anyway, but <laughs> I've never heard of these guys. Um, so, uh, the first one is He, She. Half man, half woman criminal, created in 1943. She only appeared in one comic. He, She uses her powers to confuse, seduce, and manipulate others. Oh my goodness. Apparently, he, she got married, and the woman that he, she married didn't know that he was also a she. And I want to describe it as split down the middle with man's hair on the left, woman's hair on the right. Very clearly very, a he, she. Very clearly a he, she. Sure. <clears throat> so. Interesting. Yes. Uh, this one doesn't have any explanation because okay. the name will tell you. Okay. The name of this character is Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> so the visual was basically he took his arm and used it as a weapon. Oh, okay. Ripped it right off his arm and used it as a weapon. Or like I suppose that, that might be helpful if you were... Somebody grabbed your arm. Or like you were handcuffed or something. Right. Or... That's it. <laughs> Handcuffs, somebody grabs you, or... or To use it as a weapon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have arm fall off boy. Well, I mean, it's I mean, I just want to a say, very original name. <laughs> I think that maybe the names, we've, and some of these are, are, are very modern, very okay. recent. Sure. But that is, that is, that is not creative at all. It is not creative at all. Neither is this one. Okay. <laughs> this one is Color Kid. Okay. His special power is the ability to change the color of any object. Oh. I can see that being helpful in the fashion industry or... But what else? But... Like, I mean, if we're talking about, like, he's a he's some sort of superhero, like, what what would changing the color of something benefit anything? Red light. <laughs> Green light. I mean, I mean, I mean, that could be helpful. I suppose. Uh, if you were a criminal and you needed to change the color of your getaway vehicle... Your outfit. Your out. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I mean. I mean. 
There we go. I but color of hair. I wouldn't choose it. No, I don't think power, it's a very. But it's 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 creative. But it is. <laughs> yeah, they don't get better. They don't get better. <laughs> so this one, this 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 uh, villain is bouncing boy. Hmm. Think pufferfish. Oh, okay. Or sure. the uh, the uh, the girl from uh, the Willy Wonka, that the violet, into, uh, the blueberry. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Just to like bounce away from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you try to have you ever tried to catch a big ball with a head and arms and legs? I mean, it's I mean, winter. not recently. Not recently. It's winter. I tell you what. Last <laughs> night at my workout class, I tried to to do workout on one of those workout balls. Oh. Honest to God, the ball is, itself is a weapon. Yeah. So, bouncing boy. Huh. Fate, uh, Madame Fatale. Oh. No, wait, no. Madame Fatal. There's no E in here. Oh. Madame Fatal. Hmm. A cross-dressing crime fighter with a cane. Okay. An old woman. Okay. So, Madame Fatal. I, I did put a fatale, but it's not. It's a, not. It's, it's not. Fatal. It's, okay. It is fatal. Uh, uh, would, would cross-dress as an old woman with a cane. So it's a man dressed as an old woman. As an old woman. With, with a, a cane. cane. Okay. All right. I mean, more power to you. I, I'm not really sure what that... I'm not, okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, 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 you're, I, you should be confused. <laughs> this is not going to help you any better. Okay. Floronic man. It's a supervillain. Okay. With... Um, powers of vegetation. Okay. So, and eventually, he floods the streets of Gotham with marijuana and gets everybody stoned. Eventually, okay. it turns to that. Years and years later. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that... <laughs> Interesting. Floronic man. Hmm. I'm not even sure what that means. Floronic yeah, man. Okay. I, I think it's plant life or... Sure. And so the supervillain, you know, can yes. make things grow. Next to Floronic Man is Matter Eater Lad. Matter Eater Lad. Yes. Again. So it just, this person just eats matter? Yes. Dirt, stone, which is really helpful if you're buried in a big hole or you're, you're, you're you know, a skyscraper falls on you or that... You can just use him to chomp your way out. Okay. I mean... I mean, how many times have you been? <laughs> Gosh, it would have really come in handy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, hoarding situations, maybe it would actually be helpful, but um, I just haven't been falling down a hole, yeah. been buried alive. I just feel like that wouldn't be the superpower that I would want. I mean, there's there's better choose, ones. I don't think you get to choose your superpower. Maybe I you think don't. your superpower chooses you. It's bestowed upon it's, you. It's or it's it's the luck of the draw. <laughs> so extraño, which is Spanish for strange, he is a cosmic magician turned superhero who can fire magic bolts of energy and has the power of levitation. All right. He is also has a creepy thin mustache. I think that he's he's in in English he would be Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Um, 
What does he shoot? Magic bolts of energy and has the power of levitation. Okay. Cosmic magician. All right. What does the what does the energy do when you shoot it at something? Will knock you on your tuchus. Okay. All right. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's probably the most helpful that we've heard so far. Yeah. And the most like superhero-ish. Right. Most of these are super villains. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, super villains. Most of them are. Sure. Su- uh, however, uh, Doctor Strange is a superhero. I mean, it. Right. He uses his power for good and not evil. Or I think so, yeah. Ish. Something yeah. like that. But okay. the Spanish version, um, it's the creepy thin mustache. Well, which sure. would make you want to avoid it. <laughs> this one is, <laughs> this character is called Hemogoblin. <laughs> Hemogoblin. It's a vampire who infects victims with HIV. You oh can, my gosh. Oh, it's I, I I've left out the worst one that was with this group, but hemogoblin. Like, who would think of that? That's 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 wrong, on so many levels. A vampire who infects victims with HIV. Oh yeah, it gets worse. Armless Tiger Man. <laughs> Originally known as Gustav Hertz. Before a tragic factory, Gustav Hurts. Before a tragic factory accident changed his life, he lost both of his both of his arms. <laughs> he lost both of his arms in an accident and developed a hatred for machinery. He has sharpened his toenails into claws and his teeth teeth <laughs> and his teeth into fangs, and he's a cannibal. So how did he how did he become a tiger? Because he, he's now got these toenails that are oh, claws. Oh, okay, gotcha. He and just calls himself a tiger. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought that there was, like, some accident that turned and into he's a cannibal. tiger. I don't think so. Okay, gotcha. No, he's just an armless tiger man with fangs and he's claws. A and a cannibal. Okay. Armless tiger man. Just in case I mean, you... I don't feel very threatened. He has fangs. But he only has feet. He could scratch you with his... Like a chicken? Toenails. Yes. Oh, okay. He doesn't have one of those back claws. Sure, sure, sure. Which sure, sure. actually do a lot of damage. I don't think it's... Is it a dew claw? Any chicken farmers out there, please let us know what that is. I don't think it's actually called a dew claw, but that's what it is on cats and dogs. <laughs> it sounds a little bit less menacing when you call it a dew claw. <laughs> It's not as frightening <laughs> as if you have a rooster coming at you feet right. first. With the dew claw. With the, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he would have a dew claw. Probably not. Because he's, he's just an armless tiger man. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Right. Pink Pearl. Okay. Pink Pearl is a former circus freak. Also known as the fat lady. Oh. All right. Her superpower is that her girth protects her... Internal organs from injury. <laughs> so just like Bouncy Boy, you know, if you punch her, it doesn't hurt her. I don't know. Oh my gosh. When she left the cir- uh, she uh, when she left the circus, she joined the Femazones. Oh my gosh! Which it sounds like a like a all girl all girl group. It does you know, oh my like god! A... And they sing. Yeah, it does. And the lead singer, Pink Pearl. <laughs> But the Femazones. Interesting. 
Leather Boy. So this is a fetish character um, that first appeared in 2005. Leather Boy uh, doesn't have any side, uh, superpowers, but he does have a vendetta against Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl and her sidekick, Tippy Toe. So Leather Boy ha has a leather vest and a leather Speedo and chains and a leather hat. So I'm just saying that I'm trying to paint the picture for you. Um, but he does have a vendetta against Squirrel Girl, which, try to say that. Squirrel Girl. It's not easy. No. And her sidekick, Tippy Toe. But what, why, why is he considered a villain if he has no superpower, if he has no powers other than wearing leather? It did say that he was a fetish character. Okay. Which, um, and I don't know. Take that for what you will. I, you don't know. Yeah. I would say that he's a smaller character in the comic book world I mean I don't know I don't know I don't I'm trying not to judge here but well honestly and God, I'm sorry not. but that would be very uncomfortable a leather vest and leather speedos chafing yes also how do you carry that look in the winter time I mean do you put the leather vest and the leather speedo outside of this snowmobile suit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And leather shrinks when it gets wet. So, I just, you, I just don't. Where are you going? I mean, I well, mean, like if you wear leather shoes, you know yeah. they start to feel a little bit tighter when you get them wet, and they dry. But if you're wearing them and right. they get wet, then they just start growing. <laughs> I mean, then it would. I mean, like if you were wearing a pair of leather shoes <laughs> and you were walking in the shoes and you walked through a puddle, yeah. your shoes would actually stretch out because oh, you're sure. wearing them yeah. until they dry. If you took the leather off and let it dry, then it would shrink. Gotcha. But gotcha. if you're wearing it, then you're going to be, you're going to be, it's going to be, everything's going to be hanging out. You can't, you're not hiding anything. I don't really think that's a very good costume. Well, I'm just and I, I just, why? Why? I, I don't, I wish I could say. <clears throat> I uh, feel like I would have a better idea if I knew what the leather looked like. Like, is it brown, just brown leather? No, it's black. Oh. And, Chains. Oh, okay. I mean, does that yeah, make a no, difference? No, well, it, I, I feel mean, like if stain. there was like, <laughs> gross. I feel like if it was like, cool and like this is your uniform, but if it's just like black, you know, like I'm thinking of like Spider Man, where it's like different colors oh, and like a oh, like a full body suit. Yeah, like, a, like something cool. I just want to say also that that wouldn't be very cool at all. Oh no, I'm still not saying it, it's cool. It needs vents. <laughs> But just all black leather. I just... And it's a vest and a speedo. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's just not good. No. It's not good. Uh -uh. This one is Snowflame. A cocaine-fueled villain with the ability to burn like a white flame. Hmm. All right. I'm not really sure when that would come in handy. And, and I don't know how to do drugs in the first place to make that happen. And um, why is a white flame better than a, let's say, a red flame? I mean, I understand that they're one is hotter than the other, but I mean, at a certain point, isn't hot? hot I thought enough? blue was the hottest. Well, that could be. I don't have any idea because yeah. I haven't measured. I haven't. Well, I have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's a very weird villain. 
Well, and it's and <laughs> the, the, the fact that they're cocaine fueled. Well, it's very. It just it's, it's weird. very strange. This isn't any better. The last one that I have is gin genie. Gin like the drink. Gin. Okay. Gin genie like. Granted, wishes. Yeah. Okay. Her ability to create is is to create seismic waves that are only possible when she has consumed a lot of alcohol. <laughs> her power is, I mean, I know girls like this. Her power is that she gets drunk and then she starts wreaking havoc. Interesting. I mean, it's relatable, I guess. But <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I don't. It just doesn't seem like it would be a you know. A good villain power. I don't... Uh, I mean... I feel like if you're a villain and you have powers, they should just be available at any time. You well, don't have I think to, like, that's very judgmental of you. <laughs> I think that's very you judgmental. You don't have to like do anything, like get drunk or do drugs, to all of a sudden have your powers. You, oh, you think you're just born with those powers. Right. And you're not... I mean... Right. I mean, you know, I, mean I think that, first of all, you don't know many supervillains. <laughs> because... I do not. They... I do not. I mean... The, I mean, you have to rip your arm off. You have to, I mean, apparently... Bounce down the road. You have to bounce down the road. You have to blow up like a balloon. Yeah. Or you have to be the fat lady. Right. Who sings in the femzones. I mean, these are, these are skills. <laughs> <laughs> leather boy. <laughs> leather boy. Again, leather boy is, uh, is, is, doesn't have a superpower. Well, I would, I would say that his superpower is probably confidence. You know, really, really. I mean, I don't care who you. It are. takes a certain kind of person to, to be able pull that off oh, to, with confidence. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, and there's power in that. <laughs> I'm not sure with the superpower, but there's power in that. <laughs> Those are good. Those are good. <laughs>